0: again, and he's got it! Gannon was closing in! Oh, Gavin has scored!
1: Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that's a three! Yeah! Yeah! And an ability...
0: Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles comments and I'm here with my great friends and fellow Cobblers fans. I've got Mr. Danny Brothers. He's in the house looking at resplendent with that beard of glory attached to
2: his face. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good, good. It's, it's the barber of the year, um, award-winning barbers that are doing it. Is
0: I mean, it really?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Northampton uh, Northampton it's Barbers. Incredible. I won't name them until they sponsor us, but they, you can Google it. Apparently, they won <laughs> Best Barber in the UK or something the other day.
1: I mean,
0: incredible. No yeah. wonder it looks so good.
2: Yes. Um, well, yeah, it, it looks all right, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it looks brilliant. I wouldn't honestly. say it
2: looked resplendent, but...
0: Oh, I don't know. It looks pretty good. good to me. It looks pretty good to it's me. Good, thank I you. I'd also like to uh, point out that Danny is drinking from his Community Trust um, plastic. um what it, it, what's What do they call the opposite it, of... Um, eco cup. ...throwaway plastic. Long-term, reusable. <laughs> Sustainable. reusable. Sustainable.
2: Yeah. Reusable, reusable cup. Reusable plastic
0: yeah. cup from Sixfields.
2: yes. We had one, well, at, well, at, well, one no, that, that Isaac
0: Jessica, didn't manage to go and get it yeah, back for. Well, <laughs> you say <saying> that
2: <laughs> Isaac didn't start at it. It was um, no. our, her game two ambassador Heidi's uh, daughter Honey who started this entrepreneurial idea of the kids. The kids <laughs> were just starting going around picking up um, musical cups and getting a quid. And I think she ended up with about eleven pound by the end of it. <laughs> Amazing. And he, um, very nicely gave one to Isaac, which was yeah lovely, lovely
0: thing. That's lovely. Yeah. Also here with us. Uh, I won't say anything about her beard. Uh, it's Chessie. <laughs> Jeffy Coleman. Uh, how are you, mate? <laughs> first of all, it was absolutely lovely to see you again on Saturday at the game because that was the first time that we've seen each other since Tranmere on the pitch at Prenton yep. Park, yep. which you reminded me of in a wonderful Instagram post that you put on. That photo of me and you, Beautiful. It's going on my wall. Uh, I'm going to get it printed out. It's lovely. I love it. It was great to see you on Saturday. It's great that you're here. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, thank you. It's big news, by the way, from from Somerset. Oh,
0: big news! Hang on a minute. You want to hear it? I feel like we need some sort of ridiculous piece of music. Um, <laughs> uh, have I got anything? I probably don't. What's this? Does this does this work? This probably doesn't work, but. let's... Let's see. I mean, it might not even decide that it's going to play, which would be a travesty. Uh, Let's see. Oh.
1: Oh, I like that. Go for it. What's What's in news? So, so the Jeffy tractor radar is out because I have seen many a combine harvester. Um, I reckon it's the perfect moisture levels (laughs) because all the tractors are out and the wheat is a-moving.
0: Brilliant news there (laughs) news, uh, Somerset.
1: Somerset News. I told you it was Somerset News.
0: And we're out (laughs) of the Somerset News for this week.
1: Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, there's tractors everywhere. I've only just got home.
0: (laughs) Let's get into some actual Cobblers news, shall we? It was the first day of the season on Saturday. Um, So good to have football back. Unfortunately... We start the season with a defeat to Steve
2: Evans as a Ugh, oh. never mind.
0: Never mind.
1: Don't panic. A little slug. Don't He's panic.
2: done a job on us, hasn't he? It's the, oh, Big Steve. It's just,
0: so, obviously, it was 1-0 to Stevenage. Um, mm. ugh, thoughts? Let's Let's get those initial thoughts out the way. I, mean, I I'm. I was going to say, are you happy or are you sad? That's a silly question, but how do you feel about the result, the game, the performance overall?
1: I, I think that uh, we look far better than many teams that I've seen on the first game of the season that have either been pushing for promotion or have just gone up the leagues into League One. I think the first... 45 minutes were excellent we could have been more clinical that would have done the job for us definitely I think we got tired I don't buy into this idea that we need to panic about fitness because actually we were prepared for the fact that we wouldn't be fit on game one that's been something that we've known that would was going to happen I think if we are still struggling for fitness 10 games in and struggling for results 10 games in, that's when we start panicking. Right now, we do not need to because on what I just saw on first glance on Saturday, there, there is quality in that squad. There is pace in that squad. There will be fitness there. We will come unstuck. Definitely, we did on Saturday. But it is not a lost cause We have gone out, like John said, we went out with conviction. We showed that we wanted to play front football, which we did really, really well at times. And actually, I don't see any reason why we can't compete and compete well. We are going to come unstuck. It's going to be a hard season. We're not going to be right up there. We're still going to be struggling for survival. We will. That's part and parcel of going up. But I think we've got enough on first glance.
0: Yeah, I I think that we definitely started the game well. I think it's difficult because we're playing Stevenage, a side that we played last year, the year before as well. So we know each other quite well. And I think it's fair to say, Danny, that both sides will have looked, both sets of fans will have looked at this as being a winnable game on the opening day of the season. So there's definitely disappointment that we weren't the ones to come. Out of it with three points. However, I don't know. I I, I wanna put it, I wanna put this straight out there. I'm not settling for a defeat against Stevenage. But in the context of the situation and in the context of the performance in the first half, it doesn't worry me. It doesn't make me think, oh, we're relegation certainties.
2: Yeah, and I think what you, you touched on a little bit there, that we played each other quite recently. Was it April, was it, that they came to our place? Mm. And it was a very, very similar game to that. Like the first half in that game, we, we scored. We, obviously, we haven't got in front of this game. We very, very nearly did hit the bar, hit the post. But really similar in how they set up. And I think it almost worked against us that Steve Evans and his troops knew us so well. And it was so fresh in their mind what they came and did. I think even going to Stevenage on the opening day would have been different. It would have been a different dynamic to the game. But because they've come to Sixfields in April, because they've set it up and they know what they're doing, Steve Evans knows exactly what he's doing. And I don't think he quite gets enough credit for that just because of the kind of pantomime villain he is. He is a good quality manager for this level and the one below. He knows how to set a team up he knows how to frustrate but then he knows how to pick the moments to go and win games as well and he's got players in with what is called a mid-table budget that's allowed himself to do that and i think some people look at it as oh it's stevenage that came up with us you've just got to put a blanket on that and just say look there's no ups there's no downs there's there's no kind of levels for that anymore because there are going to be teams a lot worse than stevenage that we that we come up against there's going to be teams that are better than them but i do think we've just come into it And come up against a team that know us well and it's probably worked against us in a a lot of ways Um, but at the same time we showed a lot first half it could easily have been a draw it could easily have been the draw it was on back in April as well it's just the width of a post the width of a bar stopped us from doing that and who knows if they go if they go in what what the game turns out to be like they would have had to come out and attack us wouldn't they so it's I'm not I'm not too upset about it. I'm a, and annoyed that we haven't got at least a point from it, but it's not going to be season defining and, and I saw enough in it like Jeffy said to to think we're going to cause team's problems and there was bits of the game that we saw we're functional, we're, we're doing a, we're doing a decent job. We've got good players in. It's not a time to panic. Brady won't panic. No one will panic and we'll move on to the next one. It might take a few weeks to get going, but I've got full confidence that the team is good enough at the moment it's a, it's a good thing I think I said on Twitter it's it's always nice when you get to half time in the opening day and you're not all over the place <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's like it's looking like it's something decent enough to get by I think and th- and I think some people want to see you win three or four nil on the opening day and it's just not realistic I don't think with where we are at the moment with with the, of the injuries that happened at the end of last season massively playing into it because John Brady will have been mm well aware in the back of his head of what happened and not wanting to start the season like that again and flog players out from the start. Because of the type of squad he's got, he has to keep players fit. It's just That's just the way it is. And unfortunately, we are going to probably have a bit of a slow start, but it's what we see in the sparks in those little few minutes in in those few games that are going to make the difference and to give us that little bit of momentum, hopefully.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's get the negatives out of the way, first of all. I think the biggest negative is the fitness side of things, right? Because Mm -hmm. in that first half, I I think I I thought it was fairly even in the end, that first half. We had two really good chances. But I think it's fair to say that Stevenage had two, if not three, really good chances. Um, Basically crossing in from the left-hand side in front of where the three of us were sat. Both me and you, Danny, were worried because they'd got down that side twice, Mm. With relative ease, I felt, and, yeah. and I know you did as well, to get the ball in, and it just wasn't finished properly. Um, so, a bit of a concern there. But I felt when we went in at half time, it was a fairly even contest, um, rough. And Simpson obviously had two fantastic chances to put us ahead. One was
1: saved, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, the one that was tipped was over the saved. bar yeah. was saved. Yeah, didn't I didn't realise no. that until this morning. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And then, of course, was there was the saved.
0: potential penalty decision that I, I, I think that we all agree, don't we, now, having looked at it, that it wasn't a pen. But at the time, all of us were on our feet, right? We all were like...
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you've seen them give them as well, haven't you? In the, in the heat of the moment without VAR and stuff, you've seen that kind of that kind of penalty appeal given. So. And it also doesn't
0: help, and I, I've I've thought this for many, 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 many years, right? It doesn't help when the referee, the, the hand signal for yes, a goal yeah. kick <laughs> and a penalty are yeah. basically the same thing. It doesn't help, especially when you're right at the other end of the stadium <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: to be able to tell. Because, you know, Stevenage's uh, Twitter feed made a big song and dance over the fact that all the cobblers fans you know basically i think it i think it was very matter of fact and sort of went you know salby's in on taylor ashby hammond um and um there's a collision referee gives a goal pit goal kick and all the cobblers fans celebrate and i was like give <laughs> yeah, a but- In the moment, we all thought. I I mean, I celebrated because I thought the referee had pointed at the penalty spot.
2: Yeah, you told me it was a penalty. (laughs) He shouted penalty, and I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, yeah, penalty."
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I genuinely, you know, from from where we were sat, which was the other end of the pitch, it looked like a penalty, and it is. I, I will say this right now because, at the end of the day, I've got to. The referee has made a fantastic decision. He has got it right in the blink of an eye. that would be very, very easy to give as a penalty I think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the fact that he 's yep. done it and he's got it right not just because I, I I think I said to you Danny, that at the time that surely it's either a corner or a penalty mm-hmm. but when you look at it, you, you realize the keeper has got a glove on it and has potentially pushed it back against. Sourby's shin or foot, mm-hmm. and that therefore has played it off Salby for a goal kick. Mm-hmm. Hats off to the referee for making what was the right decision, I think, uh, at the end of the day, because we don't give them enough I credit.
1: Think, I think you can always tell by the reaction of your players, and because Jack Sourby was kind of like, oh on the floor (laughs) just like jack
2: sowerby was wondering what earth he was doing in the 18 yard box (laughs) he deserved a penalty just for that Uh, for being up there he deserved to be given
1: (laughs) but the rest of them didn't scream and shout that's when you kind of know if they're all going absolutely nuts you think "Mm, that's probably a pen but they didn't they were like oh yeah all right then yeah i I don't think i don't think i didn't actually think while i was in the stadium it was anyway I think right. it was the keepers. You could you could see that that keeper was definitely first to it at least. Um, so I was quite happy with that decision. I did think at that point we probably we were going to win. I think because we were just on the front foot so much, I couldn't see Stevenage finding a way through. But I think we, our legs just went to jelly by sixty minutes, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean the disappointment for me was that Odameo had to go off at half time. I think that. I don't think John Brady wanted to make that change Um, and putting Sam Hoskins at right wing back wasn't what either of them wanted. I think that was pretty clear when Sam got substituted in the end. Um, It wasn't his best game at all. And uh, yeah, I've seen a few Stevenage fans suggest that it was Steve Evans's substitutions that won him the game. I would argue that it was our fitness levels that won them the game and the fact that we had to make the substitutions that we did. So I don't think, I think if Odameo feels fine at half time and doesn't feel his hamstring, he stays on. And I I think we probably win
1: that game as well. I'm
0: not going to say that I think that we necessarily win it. I'm just going to say that it's a different game. It doesn't change in the second half as dramatically as it did. And I think that Odameo stays on the right in right wing back. That only gets stronger. That only gets better the way that we've been playing. And I think the fact that he then had to go off for me was a really big disappointment. And I think that's what swung the advantage because now you've got Sam, who is what, five eleven. He's not the tallest. I mean, I say he's fine. He's probably not. I'm probably doing him a disservice there. But... I mean,
1: he's 5'8", genuinely. Is he? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah.
0: I often <laughs> think when you get up close to footballers, me, me and Danny both went, Maddie Monte's absolutely massive. He's huge. And then he was stood next to John Guthrie and went, oh, they're both the same height, actually. That's not us. <laughs> yeah. You kind of go, oh, it's maybe a not. Foot
1: taller than me, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But um, yeah, I, anyway, I, I just thought now you've got Sam Hoskins at right wing back, which isn't his favoured position. Yes, he'll play there if he gets asked to. But, I mean, he'd play in goal if he was asked to. That's the way Hoskins is. Uh, For me, that's what changed it, plus then the, the fatigue setting in. You know, it was clear. I think John Brady said that he wanted to get John Guthrie off before the goal was conceded. And, again, that's another thing that you look at and you go, a fully fit? Mm. Team that isn't fatigued that has had a full preseason behind them. Do we concede that goal? Because it wasn't like it was a thunderbolt, is it? It wasn't a wonder strike or anything like that. It was scrappy, a scrappy you know. Burgess made a decent save in the first instance, but then it's Piergianni that reacts quickest, essentially, to to get it in. It's disappointing. I think. I
1: think. Yeah, I think I was. I was disappointed in the manner in which we. Give it away because it was sloppy. But I think on that, the the reason we lost our way and and became a bit sloppy was I think you're right, Charles. I don't think it was um, Apare's fault because obviously he came in for the Odemeo. But it tactically in that game, that switch didn't work. So that it was it was a real mismatch. And what happened by taking Odemeo off is you we became completely narrow. So we used. So much of the pitch, and I know that sounds really silly, but because in particularly in League two you don't really oftentimes it's just why you're in league two, so if you use all of the pitch you the the spaces we were getting into in the the first half was brilliant, but because we had to then play a narrow game because of the substitution we had to make, poor old Louis was trying to get on the end of everything, but it was only ever coming into the middle channel. there was no real width about it, so bruff couldn 't quite do his thing. And therefore, Simpson couldn't really either as much as he was in the first half. So it was starting to unravel around us. And then the, the tiredness set in as well, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think am disappointed, Danny. I don't know it, it, I how I, much I can go into nah, it
2: anymore. You say it was like people talking about the Steve Evans substitutions. I do think as well he had some impact in shutting the game off because early on, Mark Leonard was spraying everything about He looks. True. a different class for the first like 20 minutes As soon as Evan spotted it they shut him down and he just wasn't mm-hmm. having any impact on it at all and he was trying he was really struggling to get into the holes and to to find the space and that's a little bit of a concern when somebody spots that because Leonard is a massive weapon for us and he was he put the three ball through to um Simpson didn't he, he was he was spraying balls all over the platform so like, it's so good to have Mark Leonard back um but that got shut down Simpson was causing them all sorts of problems early on and that got cut off and Probably the supply didn't help there either. When he came on, it just, he was, on, was just being flogged, I think, because he's just... It, I don't know why we just were trying the same ball, and that was the frustrating thing, whether it was tiredness or what, but we were just trying the same thing down to down to louis and trying to get him to chase it and which he will chase we know because he's a lovely boy and he'll chase it but <laughs> it just way, wasn't working I just say, and i just think the first we didn't... time
0: he came on and, and <laughs> you were like lovely boy chase it chase, chase it." The,
2: the reaction that we got around us was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful I'm trying to get it get it going um it, <laughs> it's just it just wasn't and i think we just ran out of ideas completely when people cheered when all up that We'll come on to it in a minute. When the fourteen minutes went up, and that murmuring, "Oh, fourteen minutes! Oh, come on!" I just thought we're not going to score in fourteen minutes. We could play another half. an no, hour, we weren't going to score. It just wasn't happening by that point. And I was just thinking, we just run. We just completely ran out of steam. And I think part of it was, yeah, Steve Evans shutting the game down and doing doing what he does, and he deserves a fair bit of credit for that. And people probably won't want to hear that about Steve Evans, but he he's a master at it. And we've we've yeah. we've seen it happen now. Last couple um, of times. Can I to just?
1: Us. I just need to interject with an important. Interject
2: it. Oh Go on. Is it? Does it? Does it need Steve another Evans. one of these sound effects? Do we need to? Get no, no, okay. no. Well, I don't know. Oh. If you want, you can.
1: Steve <laughs> Evans.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was the sound of Steve
2: Evans sitting down. We... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Steve.
1: <laughs> so we. <laughs>
2: Where's that been? <laughs>
1: well, <there you> go. <laughs> we had. um Where's that been all my life? A sweepstake last week on the pod about when he would turn a different shade of yes. red. Oh, yeah. Angry. Yeah. He was booked on seven minutes eleven seconds, Fabulous. ladies and gents. Seven minutes eleven seconds mm-hmm. was what it. Took. What
2: was the shade of red? Because we asked for shade of red. It was
1: purple. purple. <laughs> Definitely purple.
2: Oh, brilliant. I I think he's red, brilliant. But, yeah. we,
1: you know he he. If for all the wrong reasons, but the, also the right reasons, he makes the game a better place in terms of we're so entertained by him. Like, mm. I happily went to that, that game yesterday knowing that I was going to be fully entertained by Steve Evans. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah.
0: Well, well, look, before we go to a break, I just want to go through some of our three word reviews that we got on Twitter. It's lovely. The amount of engagement that we've had has been marvellous last week. So thank you so much to everybody that's listened to the pod or has engaged with us on Twitter or whatever it is that you've done that has meant that you've interacted with us in some way, shape or form. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, I, I won't go through every single one of them because we got loads. Um, but I'll just give a, a, a couple out here. Um, Elston Cobbler, Sir Gary said, 14 minutes, ridiculous. Sarah Evans, I'm still hopeful. Liz said some positive insights. Ashley went with tired very quickly. Um, Mark at Baresva, um, we ain't ready. He said. Oh. Ollie Okonopo, uh Okonopo? I can never remember how to say it. Sorry, Ollie. Uh, we'll be fine. Uh, Justin, Justin Wally. Now, Danny, this is the first one of D A R for you. Go on. So Justin has, has gone. Has he been the with...
2: Justin Wally? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you can have suggestion yes, points. Yes, come that. on. Oh,
0: there you go.
2: How many? Uh, Just Justin, we'll said.
0: Justin
1: said. Justin said. You can get yes, ten. Come on.
0: Justin said. Game O two halves. <laughs> Pardon? Game so O two halves. It's, it's <laughs> o two is O apostrophe two.
2: Game of two halves. Right. Uh, no, no. no that's, okay, no. though, go. No, thank you. Banned. Just Justin, no, no, not banned. <laughs> <laughs> not banned, that's a bit no, harsh. But no, yeah. not banned. Sorry, just the... a warning. A warning, yeah. There
0: you go. Um, Chris said 18th stays up, Matthew. Marathon, not sprint. Auntie Bex shouldn't have lost. Um, who else have we got? David Rutt, goals win games. I mean, it's true, can't, yeah, it's can't true. deny yeah. it. Um, Bal at Musson 1978, out muscled, out fought, out played.
1: No, don't like that. I, I think that's wrong.
2: Is that, Jeffy? I need uh, to I, refer to you really... on that one. Is that two words? Or...
1: Um, what are we saying?
2: Out. out, Outmuscled.
1: If they've got the hyphen in the middle of out, no, then they've got six words there outrageous. <laughs>
2: well, outrageous. Nice.
0: Oh, there you go. Oh, dear. Outmuscled 1978. Not only do we disagree with what you're saying, but also <laughs> a teacher has spoken. Uh,
1: <laughs> out, what was it? Outrun?
0: Outmuscled out fought uh, outplayed I think, yeah, you can't be doing each that. of them written Wait, as four out muscled outfought, outplayed, written as three separate words yeah, no, okay, one for the break, you can think about it during the break, there you go, um, thank you so much, they're your three word reviews, any that I haven't got on here, uh, I haven't read out, thank you so much for still getting involved, um
2: five foot six, s- by the way, Sam. Oh, five foot
0: six. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad that we have ended the half, the half, the third. This part of the pod. I'm glad we've finished it <laughs> on a on a height fact. Enjoy these ads. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Those ads were good. I enjoyed them thoroughly. Um, Right. We obviously saw some new boys in action. We know all about Kizza. We know all about Mark Leonard. Um, But talk to me, Danny. Yes. About your fans' favourite. Danny's
2: favourite
0: player of all time. (laughs) Tyree Simpson, what oh, did you make of him on yeah. his Cobbler's debut, sir?
2: I was worried that he wasn't going to live up to the hype that I'd given him and live up to the billing. I thought, is he going to get injured within two minutes? Is he going to be the next Benny Ashley Seal? He definitely wasn't. He he was on a different level, I thought, in terms of his running, his power, his pace. But the, on the ball as well, I feel like he's just a step up to what we've got. Like His footballing ability, I think, is just next level in terms of yeah he's got that kind of mark leonard feel about you know when you know someone's that little bit thinks a little bit quicker and plays a little bit quicker than everyone else which could cause a little bit of problems until we're up to speed with him but for a debut i thought it was fantastic brilliant i didn't expect him to last what however long it was and 150 minutes whatever i don't think he expected it i don't (laughs) think he'll be playing on tuesday night Bless him, but he put in a real shift he's when he gets on the ball and runs at people, you can just sense the crowd getting up and that mm-hmm. that's what we've needed for so long is someone just to pick up the ball and go and he's not afraid to go. I think there was one chance where he had Sam on the other side of the pitch where he just didn't see him or whatever, but his head was down and he was running towards the goal and sometimes that's quite good in a striker, I think, just that selfishness of getting the ball and running with it. So close for a debut goal and I think that would have topped it all off, but really, really good performance from him. I did enjoy the others as well, but Simpson, I thought, was was different class.
0: Yeah, I I think that his chance that hit the post is the one that stands out to me because I don't know. it, It feels like it's been a long time since we've had a player with that level of skill combined with confidence up front to take that shot on. I don't know. I I, I mean, look, I'm sure we'll get people turning around and, and naming players that we've had that would have taken that on, you know, previous years. But he felt like a completely different type of player, Jeffy, to what we've had for the last two to three seasons up front for the Cobblers.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. I think everything you've just said, Danny and Charles, I agree with. I think the strength is something that's quite key because there were occasions where he literally just walked through the defense <laughs> and you, but, but quite literally, yeah. and you were like, wow, what's he going to do now? And I think that Hoskins one is, is a chance and a half because I think Hoskins probably does bury that. But it will come, you know, it, I give them three or four games together to really gel. Then suddenly you start to get, like Danny said, that footballing brain working together. So you've got that player who's almost one step ahead. If they can get players feeding him in or he can feed other players in effectively, then you've got a real weapon there. I think the post is is really unlucky, but I think it's, a, it, again, it, like you said, it's a very good sign. I'm glad he took it on and had a go as opposed to track back. Because if he tracks back, that's the easier option. We now know that he will... Take the more difficult option and potentially pull it off. I really, really like him a lot. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got yeah.
2: a thing as well that, that makes it the ball stick to him as well, which is what back, like the Velcro. likes of Bayo had. That it's not Apare's game; it's not what he does. But we haven't had that kind of player who can hold it up and bring others into play that well in terms of getting up there, backing into players, and sort of bringing other players into into the game and what will probably work against him what me and Charles noticed I think on Saturday is that every corner that goes in he just needs to be out the way of defenders because refs are just going to give fouls against him straight away which he got like two or three against him straight away just because of his presence and that's what Bayo used to get just because he was the size he was any kind of nudge on a defender and they're going down and winning a a corner so he just needs to linger on the edge of the area I think for corners because it's not it's not the best in the air from what I remember what I can tell Um But from what I've seen, we've got a really, really good player on our hands. And the one worry I do have is if he gets injured, we're not going to be able to replicate what he brings at all. So we've got to keep him fit. No pressure, but we've got to keep him (laughs) (laughs) fit. No pressure.
1: But but then equally, we've got, again, a very different player. But Bowie has got that kind of tenacity going forward. So you've got something there. Because Bowie does bring something completely different. Because when he came on there were glimmers of something completely different.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he potentially came on too late, Bowie.
1: That's, yeah, I, I feel like
2: he could have been, maybe instead of Aparade, that could have had a little bit yeah. more cleverness about him to even win a few free kicks and stuff, make it stick up front, like you say.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too stuck on um, you know the substitutions that were made, but I, w- I will say that I, I... And I don't like saying this, Danny, I'm really sorry, but I didn't think that Aparade was very good on On oh. Saturday, and whether that was his fault entirely, I, it probably wasn't. You know, throwing long balls up to him, he's not going to win against you know big defenders like Cal Pergiani at all. But yeah, he didn't have his best showing in a cobbler's shirt for me. Um, let's go to the defensive side for the cobbler's um, Manny Monthe. What did we What did we make of him? I I, I thought he was interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I, look, I don't know I, I'm what very to posi- think no i'm very positive about him, mate but I, I i just i know that you felt like he tired in the second half um yeah. like a lot of the players did um you, i think you used the word leggy to describe him at one point yeah i thought he was quite assured and comfortable and confident especially in the first half. he can half. win the ball back
2: yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot about him for sure, strength-wise. The thing I worry about him is, it's, it, and this is what a lot of Walsall fans said about him as well, is this is why he plays in the three, because he's got people to cover him, to cover his pace, which I don't think was happening late on, which is probably okay. why he looks leggy as well. And I, I think he has got a real good presence about him, but I do worry about League One players running at him or getting in behind him because he did seem to get turned quite quickly and people the Stevenage were starting to target him a little bit in the second half where the ball's gone over his shoulder and he's just taken so long to to react to it. And hopefully that comes with fitness and stuff. But that's the one thing I will have with him. But But to see him get the ball and start running out of defence with it, thoroughly enjoyable. You know I love that. That is. A, there's nothing better than a massive defender getting the ball and charging <laughs> up the pitch with the ball, and you're just like, "Go on, go on!" Especially because we've got three at the back. We know the others are going to cover it well. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, just yeah. like, "Go on, you can do what you want." Up you go. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of times when he he did a couple of
0: lovely turns on the ball <laughs> oh, just, that, that just yeah. flummoxed the attacking Stevenage player. <laughs> that I, I, that kind of flair in a defender that is incredibly tall and well-built. Yeah. Just, it's better. It, it's more entertaining than when you see a player of, say, Sam Hoskins's build do it. Um, you know, if Mark Leonard does and, and performs that kind of turn, which I'm sure he did at some point during the game, then, of course, you go, oh, brilliant, attack, great. You've, you've freed up and made some space for yourself to, to go forward into. That's brilliant. But it's not as good as when somebody that's a big, towering centre-back does it and still has good feet for a big man, as they say. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it incredibly. He got me off my seat on a couple of occasions just with like, oh, that's entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. But let's move on to to Patrick Bruff. Um or He's I, got a new name. Mate, I so want to just call him Patrick. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I love it. I just want to do that.
1: I've, I've got a new name for him anyway. Oh, go on. He's called the Smooth Operator.
0: Oh. okay.
1: Rough, Smooth.
2: Uh, oh, what's it? oh. Because he just marauds. Oh oh. He just
1: marauds along the pitch. He's great. I love him.
2: <laughs> go. <laughs> Someone's uh, got some buttons. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I really like him. He... He carves up the pitch well.
0: He surprised me. Um, he surprised me a lot. I, I don't think I was expecting him to be as attacking as he was. I, I, I'd heard and I'd been told that he was a, a, a you know good at going forward, but I think his final ball is very good. Um.
1: Yeah, if he, if someone can get on the end of it, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I, went I, I away. Was,
0: uh, when I was saying that, I was thinking to myself, people are going to jump on me there because obviously, for a final ball to be a uh, cross or a pass to be very good, it needs to actually reach the target that it's meaning to. But what I mean by that's that, not on him, though, is well, it? Well, what I mean by that is the fact that he can beat his man and get a cross in, and it's not a weak cross. It's not like a namby pambi. oh, that'll just get in the it was. There were a couple of times when it was flashed in across the face of goal, and you did think to yourself, oh, if somebody could get on the end of that, that would be delicious. You'd eat that up all day if you were a striker, <laughs> I'm sure. And I just was like, you need like a Steve Howard in his prime. Not the Steve Howard that first joined the Cobblers just before anybody said anything, <laughs> but the one that just before he joined Luton and then went on to to have a really good career. Um, yeah, I, I I was really really enjoying him on on the left, but again, he became less and less effective the longer the game went on. Now, I'm not. I don't think I'm necessarily going to say that he was uh, fatiguing necessarily himself. I think it was just a The whole team was so, therefore, he couldn't get on the ball in those areas as often or as much as he had done in the first half, which was a shame. But you know, there we go. I'm excited by those three. Put those three in. We've already talked about how Mark Leonard looked, you know, a cut above in the first half. I'm excited. One thing that I'm not excited about are these new rules, Danny. Oh, God,
1: almighty. (sighs)
2: <sighs> so, I'm taking, sorry,
1: did I say that out loud? I'm going to
2: take my PJs next week. <laughs> so you're ready for bed? Ready for bed, As yeah. Just it, drive home and get straight into bed because, I mean... I mean, it, it is a Tuesday Sunday.
0: night, the next home game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this, this
2: is, is true, yeah. I will actually take my PJs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I mean... Oh, oh, sorry, oh. Chazzy, I'll I'll come to you on this. But the first thing that actually we saw that was a bit more, well of a stringent policy was Carl Piaggiani. That's not how you say it. Carl Piaggiani was booked after what? Three minutes. Three minutes or so for kicking the ball away. Now, what did you make of that? Because for me, it didn't necessarily feel like he had kicked the ball away in terms of it being against the, you know, trying to waste time. For me, it felt like it happened far too quickly. He was already going to clear that ball. And it happened. Did
1: you I think, think it was it harsh? Was just, I think it was just the statement. I think this is my point of view. And I shall, I shall make a small rant about Ooh, this. Rant it. Um, I think that referees were primed to make a bit of a statement this weekend. And I think that's where the, the defenders booking came from early on, definitely. And where the ludicrous amounts of time came from. Now we've sat for, I would say last season was a real turning point for it, but particularly the last two, three seasons, we've had a significant issue football wide, but mainly in the lower leagues of the EFL, right. Of time wasting. And it, and it's, become a massive issue in the fact that now, previous to this, it was effectively a tactic to win games and win games unfairly. And it has to be and had to be stamped out. But what they have done is not the answer and will never be the solution. So I completely agree with the fact that we need to really tighten up on the yellow cards and actually, you know, tough. They need to be sent off if it's persistent, okay? That needs to be done. But adding on ludicrous amounts of extra injury time, whatever they are now calling it, is completely and utterly a justification to say how out of touch the FA are with league football. There are so many things that are impacted buy this extra time. Now first and foremost the fans you've got trains coaches you name it leaving at certain times. I saw somebody on Twitter say my the last train out of Northampton for such and such a place where he lives is like 25 past 5, right? Now there are so many football grounds that are very near train stations and where the best link is a train. And you are constantly working to time schedules that are now going to be completely thrown out of the window because of some ridiculous ruling that they've put in. You've also got clubs having to pay coaches and coach drivers an extra hour because they're out of the stadium almost an hour after they should be, which is, again, outrageous. You've got Um, People like me, who, by the way, I don't care, I'll do it anyway, who are driving hundreds upon hundreds of miles to get to football grounds, who are going to spend so much more time stuck in traffic because they're leaving stadiums hours later than what they should be doing. I left the stadium nearly an hour later than what I would have normally done. it's, It's ludicrous. Aside from the fans, you've got the football and the teams who actually are going to be playing what is effectively an extra time game every week. That will crucify footballers and their teams. It's going to decimate squads by the end of August if something is not done. We cannot have this. It is, I would say, bordering on dangerous for some of the players in terms of injury-wise. You cannot have that amount of football being played. It's not right. Now, I think they've made a statement which they had to do, but 14 minutes at the end of a match where the physio came on once and there was one goal tells you they've got something terribly wrong because it was ridiculous. And it is going to have huge consequences for football clubs, their injury lists, their physio costs, everything is going to be impacted by this decision. If you're going to do it, it needs to be capped at about six minutes because you cannot justify that. Run over.
0: Okay, so th- the first thing that I'm going to say is that, uh, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but there's been a couple of people I've seen say things like, this shows how seriously short-changed football fans have been for years. I think it came out, well, before Saturday's game, that the average time that the ball was in play in league two last season was 48 minutes out of 90 plus your injury time. So some people are saying that this shows that we're not getting our money's worth as fans watching a game. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you are still seeing the same amount of football. You're just seeing it played in a way that means that it goes out of play for a while. Um, but the other thing that I've I kind of want to come back on what you said with is that if you cap it at six minutes certain teams Will know that and they'll be happy to play
1: six minutes. Yeah, there's no solution really. Yeah,
0: so this is the thing is that therefore, where do you go and and how do you actually resolve this problem? Now, I think the hope is that what will happen is that after, you know, a few weeks of this happening, where we had eight minutes at the end of the first half and then 14. I don't even know where that came from, by the way. Well, I'll tell you in a moment. um, The. Reason <laughs> the thing with that is that I hope that what they'll get is that or the hope is that teams will basically kind of wise up and not time waste and not purposefully take longer to you know leave the field when they're being substituted or staying down injured for longer than they necessarily need to, etc. Um, I will say in our game on Saturday, I don't feel like there was any moment. If you think about it, there was one goal. One goal happened. There was no major injury. There was a couple of yellow cards, including one Steve Evans. There wasn't that much that actually happened that stopped the game from running, I don't think. However... I
1: don't think there was either. However...
0: (laughs) already mentioned them once today, but not the top 20. George Ellick from Not the Top 20 podcast... He's noticed that in our game on Saturday, there were 72 throw ins. 72? Has
1: he
0: counted that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, but, he's but, not. He's looked at the stats. One thing, and the stats one show thing that, that there were 33 for us and 39 for Stevenage. Well. Welcome there, there back to football, thing, everyone. Welcome.
1: Yeah. One thing that made me giggle and and I think will will only add to the entertainment value. If you on if you feel um hard done by by the fact that we're being shortchanged, well, you're not shortchanged by entertainment because one of my favourite moments in football is where you have obviously mainly three sides of a stadium that have got the home fans and you've got the away fans, wherever you are. And normally it's met with not hostility because generally Most football fans are not hooligans these days and we're very well behaved. But generally, we don't like each other. But one of my favourite things happened is when all four sides of the ground are outraged by the same thing. Because when that board went up with 14, all four sides of the ground went, 14! (laughs) As if to say, what is going on? And I love that because sometimes it brings football back to the absolute core particularly at these lower leagues, because actually we're outraged by the same things. And that was one of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Apparently, just to end this uh, segment and this part of the pod, before we go to an ad, um, Northampton versus Stevenage in League One was the longest match in the entire EFL this weekend. Um, 112 minutes and 36 seconds. It lasted for...
2: I'm Man. pretty sure
0: it's a good idea. Playoff final uh, ninety minutes.
2: There I think go. this this is definitely gonna even out, I think, eventually, isn't it? It's not gonna be fourteen oh, minutes every we week. Go. It's, it's gonna the, be
0: it all evens out over the it course will. of the
2: season, brigade. Here no no, I are. mean what I mean by that is it's not gonna I don't think it's going to be 10 over. It's going to come down because like things like the worst thing in football as a team that's losing is the slow plod of a player when he's getting substituted and he's taking about three minutes to get off the pitch and walks from one side of the pitch to the other. If teams and players are knowing that that's getting added on, like genuinely being added on, as long as people are are doing it for the first few weeks, then hopefully that sort of thing stops because it's a massive bugbear of people in it when... It is when you've got people going down injured and sort of holding their heads and taking five minutes to get. But up. there
0: are other ways. Mm-hmm. This is the thing for me. There are other ways to deal with it. I send. Well, you show, could
1: just get a wheelbarrow. Show, and show just that wheel player. Them off.
0: Show that player a yellow card.
2: Yeah, true. Could do that yeah. for
0: time wasting. Show the player a yellow card. You're not getting off the pitch quick enough. A yellow card. If they're already booked, then that's a red card. Therefore, the substitution yep. can't happen. Mm. Well, they'll have to change the, you know, who it is that's meant to be coming off. If they still don't get off the pitch, if they've not been, sub, you know, already yellow card, so that's their first yellow. If they still don't get off, they start protesting it, and they still spend the same amount of time limping off the pitch. There was, was it Presley that feigned a limp to get off the pitch on Saturday? Yeah. And as soon as he got to the touchline, he was, was walking co- fine. Yeah. It was just nonsense. It was, he was clearly faking it.
2: Um yeah. he was caught in a trap. Yeah. And then as soon as he got off the pitch he was out of it.
0: There you go. <laughs> um <laughs> But um Tish, I can't be honest it. Come in. On. I'm sorry, Danny. Oh, do you want it?
2: Yeah, go on. It feels a bit late it's, now though, it's, to be fair. No, it's, it's, no, not it's, it's not worth me. it. It's not worth sorry. it.
0: Sorry. It won't do it now. It'll no. it'll do it for me and me only. It wasn't worthy um, of
2: it to be fair either.
0: It wasn't. No. Um but yeah, send, send him off. If he gets a second yellow card, send that, deal with it that way. That's that's what I would say. Anyway, it's the end of another part. Let's have some more adverts. Come back soon. Please do.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.
0: welcome back it's the third part of this week's it's all cobblers to me um, we're, we've we've enjoyed ourselves so far had a bit of a rant had a bit of a rave or at least that's what Danny was saying that he was doing a moment ago during those adverts
2: yes I'm quite
0: sure that I would consider that a rave but there you go anyway it is time to dip into dip. the sack to find out what you've been sending us this week. It's time for Neil's Postbag. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling, so get them all into the post. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper, do it sooner, not later, and get it all into the post. Get it in. Danny. Yes. Take the reins. Open the sack.
2: I will take it. I've opened it. I'm dipping in. And I've got Rob Duncan at first, who's got some predictions for us. Oh, good. I think we're still accepting some predictions. Yeah, go on. Can I
0: just say, Rob, I saw Rob in Cars Bar before the game on Saturday. Mm. He's a recent convert to the podcast. Oh, is he? Fine. Yep. So um, Rob and I and a, a few others, Carlisle away last season, had a very lovely day. And he admitted to me that he'd not, actually listened to the podcast and i just said to him i said go go and give it a listen just have a listen and he told me on saturday that he's hooked he loves it oh. so thanks rob
2: welcome oh, thank you rob
0: oh, welcome Rob. Welcome.
2: if there's anybody listening that hasn't listened before as well you're more than welcome to keep listening oh please uh, do <laughs> um rob's got some predictions anyway for us mm. uh he thinks uh bolton are gonna get promoted uh, Playoffs, uh, only Bolton, apparently. Uh, by, only Bolton. Yeah, only Bolton. Uh, that will be brilliant. Um, playoffs, uh, Pompey, Blackpool, Derby and Barnsley. It's got relegated Cambridge, Exeter, Port Vale and Carlisle. And I don't
1: think Exeter will be going down. Mm,
2: you Don't know. Don't judge it all on the first week is what I'll say. Um, I don't think they will. Oh, these were sent in before Saturday's games, by the way. Just
1: oh, yes. they were? Well, even yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Exeter are going he down. He thinks
2: Cobblers will finish 17th. Uh, Top scorer, Tyree Simpson, for the Cobblers. Top scorer, yeah, he knows what he's up to. First with the Bose headphones is saying Tyler McGlore. You know, he's got a little bit of time on his hands. He might be chilling out Um, or in the gym on his recovery. NGFC women finish second and some mad shit. He says, team coach breaks down on the way to some northern away game and the players pile into the kit van and various fans' cars as they stop to help them get to the ground. P.S. they end up winning 5-0 and it becomes a regular away day tradition. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <God>. was, <laughs> it,
0: was it Wigan away many many years ago under Ian Atkins <laughs> that a very similar thing happened?
2: Yes but Something we didn't win 5-0 no, that was really the first first of the season wasn't it When I think <laughs> yeah. we the team bus broke down we were there late we got fined for being late and two players got sent off and we lost 2-1 I think yeah that was I
0: it remember. yeah
2: absolute <laughs> shit show uh, <laughs> Matthew Forsyth son of Bruce has been in touch Charles. he says Hi, all. nice to we- see you nice to see you Matthew <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can have some Jeffy points for that. Excellent.
2: See, Neil's missing out on the Jeffy points. If, if people don't know already, Jeffy is actually but, keeping a running tally of Jeffy points this oh, season.
1: Damn. And we, when Neil doesn't come on the podcast,
2: also... he's missing out on Jeffy points.
1: Well, Neil's also on minus 456. Oh, that's
0: a lot.
2: Why?
1: I know. Mm-hmm. Well, because he, he predicted that that horrible lot oh, in yes. Bristol okay. yes. getting promoted. So he's Fair on enough. minuses already. Yeah, breaking the rules. Charles, you're getting 20 for that. That's oh. mate. you're welcome
2: Um, anyway Matthew says with Tom King leaving and only James Dadger's backup so that we can sign an emergency keeper under the EFL rules do you think it's a sign of lack of resources and an intentional allocation of what we have or simply a necessity because we haven't got the budget plus uh, do you think this decision will bite us later this season thanks Matt not sure why he's thanking himself there but um, (laughs) yeah I I'll take this from Charles if that's alright Yes, yeah, take I th- it. I actually think it's quite clever, and I think it's probably a combination of the two things. We could have gone down the route of signing a second keeper, I think, but yeah. from what I saw in James Dadge, he actually looked all right in the friendlies. Different kettle of fish when you come to games, actually, but there is that option for emergency loan and I think we're just playing the system well. I think if we can get another a different player in a different position by by doing that, I think that's all fair. I think it's fine.
0: Yeah, I think I'd agree with you, with that. I I, Me too.
2: It's not that I don't disagree,
0: um, that it's a sign of lack of resources. and in, I, I don't know. Saying it's either or, I, I think it's both. Mm. A lack of resources and an intentional allocation of what we have. Yes, I do. Or simply a necessity because we haven't got the budget. I think it's... Yeah, it's probably the, it's the first one more than it being a necessity because we haven't got the budget. I think it's a clever way of using the budget to your advantage, what you've got, and therefore there's this rule that we can potentially use if we need to. I mean, the hope is is that Burge will stay 100% fit throughout the season, right? And it will be good for Dadge's development, I think, being a number two, Mm -hmm. getting to play in, you know, EFL Trophy potentially on Tuesday night against Swansea in the EFL Cup. You know, that's only going to enhance his development. I think
2: it's having so, all the to experience and everything, isn't it? It's, it's, it's,
0: yeah, and that he's he's really getting to find out what it's like to be a member of a first team squad at a professional, you know, level.
1: How old is he again? Young. Yeah, he's only about nineteen, twenty. 20 yeah, I, I he? think he might 19, be younger he's even than that. Twenty, is he? It's no, 18. He's, he's, only, he's very very young. 18. 18.
2: Yeah. yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah,
1: good stuff. What? What an experience! Mm-hmm. What an experience! Yeah. And, it, and actually, if you look at, I know, I know, Dice is a bit older. Um, but when you talk about putting a, a a young lad under pressure, I mean, the back end of last season. It, I mean, just looking at Tranmere. The game on its own, he was like a brick wall in defence. That boy, and it was just—I think it's sheer determination. Sometimes at that age, and at that age, you can either be absolutely terrified, or you can use that for good, and you'd be completely fearless. And it could be the absolute making of him.
2: Yeah, definitely could be. Could be. Uh, Peter French, I really like this email. Uh, Charles and Jeffy, uh, mm. Peter has emailed in saying, "Just listen to the preview show, and I'm very excited for Saturday." <laughs> i mean anybody oh dear, would sorry. anybody would be excited for anything after <laughs> listening to matt farley for 45 minutes i've got to say um, <laughs> because i've been having chemotherapy i wasn't able to attend much last season and although i'm not quite cancer free i'm much better and looking forward to seeing the cobblers in league 1 now that i can attend again that's amazing news peter such good news um, i'd like to i would like through your podcast to thank the club because they heard i was unwell and they sent a signed shirt which was personally delivered last season by ben fox complete with ankle boot His visit really cheered me up and helped me to remain positive. It really does show how much the club care as they didn't have to do that. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for all you do. And let's hope for a positive start on Saturday. Thanks, Peter. Great. Love that. That is why we do it. it. Can I say as well, the club, you know, they didn't make a big deal of Ben Fox doing that. We didn't know about that beforehand. And, I think that says a lot about the club as well that they're not going to be like send like taking pictures and all that kind of stuff with Ben Fox going mm-hmm. to to do that visit just to make themselves look good. I think that they've done it out of the out of the spotlight, um, yeah. and they're so good at that. The community stuff is is brilliant, and there, there'll be so many stories like that all around. So, and Peter, so so happy that you're on the sort of on the right track as well, and can attend again. We Be look forward to seeing come and say hello as well. We're usually in Carlsbad bar before the game. It'd be great to great to meet you as well. Thank you, absolutely. Peter. Uh, yeah, well seen, Peter. Peter. Yes, absolutely. Legend. Uh, Navid Moeed on email says, A "Deal, uh, deal, Neil, <laughs> Neil or no Neil." Deal. He says, "Neil, dear heart." He starts oh. out um, after reading the plethora of dire predictions for our fate in League One. I'm still buoyed by the consistency, reliz- resilience, and sheer single-mindedness of club and fans alike that got us there. That said, at what point do we start to concede the assertion of pundits? To the accusation of that we need deeper pockets than KT and company can provide. Navid, the Carolina cobbler from the depths of sweltering North Carolina, USA.
1: Hello from USA or to USA. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I, it, that, it, I think that's a really difficult question to answer in the current climate, because I think we're in quite a unique situation within football at the moment. Where we have some huge big hitters that have come into League two over the last three years, and particularly last season, so suddenly the wage bill and the um, budget has skyrocketed, and therefore, I do think that will be unsustainable eventually, by the way, um, and therefore, teams in League One and the championship and so on have have has gone up very rapidly, um, kind of out of nowhere. I don't think that that will be a lasting effect. I think it will, unfortunately, for some clubs, maybe not all, but for some clubs, will kind of implode around them. Um, I don't really like to kind of single out one club, but I look at many years ago when Crawley came in with an awful lot of money and it just started to kind of cave in around them quite quickly. And Town are another example where they had all this big success and then spent loads and loads of money and then it just suddenly imploded we've got a lot of clubs that are currently on that upward trajectory um potentially one or two might be able to sustain it long term but I genuinely don't think that that is the answer I do think that our system sustainability wise is better look the owners are not perfect people but what they have provided over the last seven years is a club that runs efficiently and runs well and we're not in financial trouble and that is a lot better than what many other clubs up and down the country are in I think that is a better solution than pouring in tons and tons of money and then not being able to sustain that because I don't think this giant budget that we're currently now seeing in league 2 and then into league 1 is sustainable I think I think the bubble is going to burst there in terms of financially football wide not just those clubs but I think the injection of money into the leagues with those clubs will come to a a sticky end for some of them I think
0: I I think that just going back to Navid's you know point and the question that he asks um at what point should we start to concede to the assertion of pundits that we need deeper pockets than Katie and company can provide I think Katie and company would agree with that in a way yeah you know i, I yeah, don't I do too. you know i I don't think that that's necessarily a a new thing that we need to figure out or anything like that. I think that's plainly obvious, and I think the fact is is that. You know, I don't know. I, I think if they had the money that they'd use it. They don't have that kind of money. They've given a budget. They've provided an amount of money. That money has been used. And there we go. We have to go from it. We're there. There's no point. It's a little bit like, I don't know. It's a little bit like you turning around to your mum and dad at Christmas, Danny, and <laughs> saying, I really want a first edition dickens novel please <laughs> and what they actually provide you with is just a brand new you know brand new book charles dickens but dickens it's not a first edition they've given you what they thought you would like that was available within the budget that they had it's close enough to <laughs> yeah, what you okay, asked yeah. for but without being able to break the bank, simply because they couldn't afford really... the first edition yeah.
1: That's a really good analogy, Charles. It kind of what I was That's saying just, in many words. You did in a few.
2: <laughs> Never ever did I see the day. Thought I could see the day when old Charlie D made the podcast, Charles. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> um, a couple of
2: well, we'll rattle through a few quickly. Matt Sammons: Is it socially acceptable to consume bovril in August? Had my first of the season yesterday. Weather seemed perfect for it.
0: It was freezing. I was in a
1: snowsuit. It was August (laughs) and it
0: was cold. Yes, and I was in shorts. Yes, perfectly acceptable.
2: Perfectly acceptable.
1: I actually, I made an emergency call to Northampton Town Football Club at 11.30 in the morning because I was driving up the motorway and I was like, this is not going to be on. And it was just getting worse, but it was. So well actually, to be fair, well done, Northampton Town Football Club, for not calling the game off at two thirty like Colchester did. <laughs> that's
2: silly. Silly. Uh Yestin on Twitter says fitness, we were clearly not as fit as Stephen as yesterday. Do we think this is a hangover from last season's injuries? Or because the management team decided to go a bit easier on them in pre season so that we didn't pick up more injuries? I think it's the f-
1: can't first one. I kind of think that's one. the same thing. Mm. Well, I think yeah, yeah, I
2: think
0: it's the first one. We know from John Brady that They've changed, like we played less friendlies, for example. Mm-hmm. So gone easier on them, maybe, but I think that's out of necessity. So. Yeah, definitely.
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claret Cobbler, do you think the new added time rule is going to be effective in reducing time wasting, or will it just run players into the ground having to play for an extra 10 to 20 minutes on what they're used to? I think we kind of covered that
1: Earlier.
2: You know my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: not that I've got an opinion on it at all, really. <laughs>
2: David Rutt talking about just on the fence. <laughs> David Rutt says, "Would you rather have Michael Michael Jacobs playing in the hole than Pinnock?" Seriously, missed the trick there. Still, two or three league one quality players short, or are or we are in for a long season? If Simpson is out, where are the goals coming coming from? Don't say Appare or Hoskins. Oh, just
0: did well. Right, let me take this one. Danny right first of all it, first of all I just want to say a big congratulations to David Rock because he ran the Lakeland 50 Go on, um, last weekend which is something that I myself have done it's a ultra marathon 50 miles in the Lake District well done David top work really well done proud of you mate however on this particular thing first of all I'm not bothered about Michael Jacobs not coming back. I think there is a thing of, you know, former players coming back. It's a bit of a, um, fairy tale esque type thing. It rarely actually works out. Look at Ricky Holmes. Did what He didn't come back the same player that we believed that he was going to be. Um, look, I think there's a question mark and there is definitely a conversation that we had about Pinnock playing in the hole. I think that's a different thing though. Um, Saying that, you know, what happens if Simpson is out? Where are the goals coming from? Well, A, Simpson didn't score at all on Saturday. He came close. But I take your point as to what you're saying. You're expecting him to be the goal scorer. Where are the goals coming from? Other places? Other players? Don't say Aparo Hoskins. I mean, look. It, Hoskins has proved that he can score goals. I, I don't know what more he has to do. To prove that he can score goals, I just don't. I don't get this thing against him. He scored twenty two goals last season. What more? What more could he have done? And don't say twenty three, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I just don't. I don't agree. And I also look at it and that question, David. And sorry, I just say. Stop being negative and thinking about Simpson getting an injury. There is no injury. He's not out.
2: No, I mean so
0: enjoy him while he's there. Yeah, Stop I thinking say that earlier. and presuming think... that there'll be an injury there. Yes. Stop it. No. Stop, Stop it. it. Stop it David. Stop it. Go okay. and have another beer and celebrate your 50 mile run. Go on. Off you pop. Off
2: you pop. Uh, Colin Cooper not that one says I'd like to know why 95% of our supporters would be happy with finishing in the 18th in the league, but those same ones still expect us to win every single game and go mental when we don't.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) enough said really enough said very fair point
2: martin pell finally we're still short of attacking ideas obviously we required an experienced striker and a quick wide man with some urgency to say we're not fit is a poor excuse stevenage have recruited well with experience and youth but most notably playing a playing to a system which made us look average
1: I don't agree with that. I don't
0: agree with it. It's the fitness bit. I don't agree with it. We know about the fitness. We've not been kept in the dark about this. We are fully aware of the fact that players are coming back from injury. And after last year's injury crisis, we are managing their minutes. I know I sound like a club spokesman. I I, I get it. And I know people aren't going to be happy with that. But that is what we're doing. I mean, if you... The same people would complain if we just played John Guthrie, for example, for the full a hundred and whatever minutes it was in the end. And then he picks up a, a hamstring injury. It'd be, they'd, they'd complain then that we didn't manage his injury properly or his return to fitness properly. So the club can't, the club, the, the, the staff cannot win with this kind of thing. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be something that we have to accept I get it. People don't want to use it as an excuse or they say it's a poor excuse. I get it. We still need to find a way to pick up points during this period of time. But I really don't think that going nuclear over a 1-0 defeat on the first day of the season is is beneficial. It, it doesn't mean that that is where we're going to be for the rest of this season. And if you are thinking that, oh, it's set, it shows what's going to happen this season and that's the way it's going to be, in the league table, which of course means absolutely sod all until at least 10 games in, we're 17th. Every single one of That'll us do. will take 17th. If that's how it is at the end of the season, I'll take it.
2: I just, yeah, I'll take it. Post-bag empty. Oh, <sighs> Good.
0: Lovely. lovely, lovely. Um, um, I'm aware that we're overrunning. We're we're longer than the hour that we normally do. And I know.
2: The, there's there's 14 minutes added on, Charles. You're all right. Exactly. There <laughs> you go. We are <laughs> oh, in injury time. Wait a minute.
1: Jeffy Come points on. are back out. Oh. Jeffy and points back out. So that was very good injury, injury
2: time, time points. Really <laughs> uh,
0: NTFC women. Um, <laughs> yes. We're very, 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 very pleased to announce um, that this season we are sponsoring. The new goalkeeper, yes, Katie McLean, Come she on. is the It's All Cobblers for Me sponsored player for NTFC Women this season. Obviously, we say a big heartfelt thank you and good luck to Abby Bruin, who has left the Cobblers. Yep. Um, she's not going far, I will tell you that. I she's won't say anything either. else, but she's not going far. She's not retiring or anything like that. Um, but she's left the Cobblers, and so therefore we had to find somebody else to sponsor, because we weren't going to give up. We no. weren't going to just stop. No. So Katie McLean is our chosen player. She is the goalkeeper. She's um, She seems like a fantastic signing. It's going to be a wonderful season. Um, season, oh, it's gone well. Oh, yes. Six wins out of six. The latest one was on Sunday, a friendly against Chesham United, which we won 3-2, thanks to
2: a hat-trick, Danny, from... <laughs> Do I even need to say it at this point? Probably not. <laughs> no. Ring it! Ring it! The ding-dong in all sense of the words. 3-2, J-Bell hat-trick, in the bag. My, <laughs> my worry, Charles, is mm. other teams are going to start to cotton on this soon, right? <laughs> because she is ridiculous. And she yeah. is what a player. I'm so glad we've got her. I'm a little bit worried about her leaving. Uh, Please don't, Jade. Don't I do will it. say
0: right now that I will. I Well, it depends which way that this will work. Hmm. Uh, I will either, if you leave, sing or if to make you not leave, I will sing.
2: Please don't go. Please,
0: Please don't, don't go. go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. God,
2: can we can we deduct Jeffy points, please? For this?
0: Uh
1: excuse me. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a <laughs> minute. That, you can't you can't be the only person that's been deducted points Neil. is okay, Neil okay. currently. Um, but okay, because that he he was outraged. Danny is okay? like got
0: of... the podcast's very own Steve Evans. I'm not happy about this. <laughs>
1: uh. No, but it will go to Jar, and Jar has only had to make an appearance okay. once, and that was because of Neil's outrageous comments Indeed. last week on the podcast. Uh, but uh, but the women... no, Jay,
2: Jay Bell absolutely fantastic again. So and yeah, the um, the season tickets are out, aren't they? As well for the yes. women. So yes. do get a thirty six is it brilliant? Twenty six pounds for the,
0: for the season. The Bear in season. Mind, we, I don't think we announced this last week, have we? But they are mm. going to be playing at Ferny Fields, the home of yes. Silby yep. Rangers. Silby, Silby. sorry, yeah, Silby, yeah, not Silby. <laughs> Silby Rangers, um, Ferny Fields. That is the new home of the NTFC Women's First Team, the Development Squad, the Devs. Still playing over at Harpole Playing Field, so you can still go over there and watch them for free. However, with this move they are going to be charging for entry, which I think is a good move. It's a good thing. Uh, We are the only team in the division that the Cobblers women play in that do not pay their players. So the fact that we've now taken this step to go somewhere else, take a step up, if you will, from uh, Harpole to Fernie Fields. um, And that means that you're going to have to part with a handful of coins to get yourself in to watch the game is a good thing mm-hmm. um, as i say they've had a tr- they've had a tremendous pre-season it's gone really really well the season ahead is looking positive can't wait to see how well they do i know danny is going to be getting down there as often as he can
2: yeah don't, i am don't let that hoping
0: so much that I will be able to make it to the game against that blue lot. It's on the same weekend that we Double play header. that blue lot in the yes. men's team in League One. Please get down and support NTFC women. They're now playing at Fernie fields the home of Sylvie Rangers, and of course, NTFC women now. Really looking forward to the season kicking off. Cannot wait. I am sure we will be having... Uh, Josh and Liam on the pod soon to talk about the season ahead. So keep an eye out on the feed for that. Right. There we go. Um, I am feeling pretty fatigued after that long extended injury time. Unfortunately, there was all that time when Jeffy was talking and the ball was out of play. And therefore, we (laughs) had to add on. (laughs) Sorry, Jeffrey, I didn't mean mean to pick on you. Our pre-season really
2: fitness, just not... I mean, we <laughs> faded after an hour, I've got to say. And we did fade after just, an yeah, hour. Yeah, we just couldn't... Well, next week, we'll we hopefully be back to full full fitness.
0: Indeed. Maybe <laughs> we'll bring some subs on next week.
2: We need Neil. To... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, Neil. Get back in. The reason, by the way, Where that is Neil, Neil isn't here is because he went to a wedding on Saturday. A wedding oh, Yes. on the opening day of the season. Absolutely diabolical decision, not only from the bride and groom, but also from Neil for agreeing to go. I personally (laughs) believe that Neil deserves a one-week ban and he has chosen to serve it um, himself without any retribution. Okay. Um, voluntarily is the word I was looking for. Great way to end the pod, me cocking everything up. Um, <laughs> this week, coming up, we've got the preview show coming out on Friday, along with our match preview, which will be over on cobblers to mecom um, For the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me sign up for as little as £5 a month. Just five of your English pounds will get you the League One Lounge, which Danny and I have not long ago recorded, it is our weekly podcast exclusive to Patreons, where we are talking about the rest of the League One action every single week. It is a wonderful little podcast for your ears. You'll also be able to go and listen to this podcast and any other podcast that we make ad free. That's right. All those wonderful adverts that you have for the likes of Bet Victor and anybody else that we've chosen. McDonald's. My Diesel Claim, I believe, was another one a while back. Um, <laughs> you can, you can, You can forget all about those. Sign up to the Patreon and listen to the podcast without them appearing at any point. That would be lovely. Just £5 a month. And also, every single week on a Thursday, Danny brings you his blog called From the Vaults. That's right. He looks back at a game against the upcoming opposition on the Saturday with a game from the past. Patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Oh, what are we in? The 76th minute now. I think it's time for us to go and get a nice ice bath. Let's go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Friday for the preview show. All the best. And up the cobbler's
2: Goodbye. Way there's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The coppers are going through into Division One. Bring them on because we deserve it.
1: Sports, social, podcast network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's
2: office.